Comedian Josh Blue joins me for the holiday season right here on the Brett Saunders podcast. A lot of people don't know this about me, but for many years I was a member of the U.S. Paralympic National Soccer Team. Where were you guys at the games? <laughs> I know many of you maybe don't know what the Paralympics are. It's the second largest sporting event on the planet. It's uh, the uh, Olympics for people with physical disabilities. Yeah, I mean, we're second largest only to the um, able-bodied Olympics. <laughs> Oh yeah, it must be tough running with two legs, huh? <laughs> you know, it's always a thrill to have in for the holidays, just like we did last year. America's funny man, talking about Josh Blue. Josh, welcome. Hello, my friend. Welcome to our special holiday episode. Oh, uh, you you got jingle bellers? Yeah. Wow, you never cease to amaze me, my friend. You deserve it. You deserve all the jingles. <laughs> all the jingles in all, the world. All the bells. You will be at Comedy Works, uh, just like you were last year for the holidays, on Friday, December 20th, and Saturday, December 21st. And I was there last year for one of those shows. Yes, you were. And what an honor it was to have you there. It was magnificent. Did I make you nervous? Be honest. You always make I, me nervous. I always threw you off a little bit. Oh, yeah, man. So, uh, can't hang with you, you know? You know, what's amazing to me about you is you're like James Brown in that you work, what do you do, like 200 shows a year? 200, yeah. So you're constantly traveling. Working, working. How do you do that? How do you maintain? I mean, most bands can't. And you're a solo act, so it's yeah. not like you can just, you know, let the drummer take a 20-minute solo, solo yeah, while you yeah. go uh, inhale oxygen. If I do that, they get mad. <laughs> like, I'm taking a break. Um, you know, man, I've been doing it for since, what, 2006. Uh-huh. Uh, that many shows a year is just what I do. I don't know. That's all I've ever known, I guess. Uh, you play, you'll play a massive venue. You just played Vegas yeah. a few days ago. Yep. And where did you play? Uh, I was at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in the Lynx. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. By the way, that's that's swanky. Yeah, it was nice. Has Jimmy Kimmel actually ever been there? Not when I was there. <laughs> I think he avoided me. You get these big names right. on the marquee, but you don't know if like Jimmy Kimmel, who's great. Right. You've been on his show, right? Uh, I never done Kimmel. You've been uh, you've been on the Tonight Show been because Fallon, yeah. I was with you when you were when they uh, played that back. That was a great night. That was what a crazy night that was, yeah. right? And uh, you were at the Jimmy Kimmel Club, but then you play like these really small venues. I know that you played a a small town in Wyoming this year. Oh uh, yeah, I do it all, man. Was you... it Rollins? I think you were in Rollins this year. I believe you. Yeah. Uh, no, like I said, it's all over the map. You know, 200 shows a year. It's weird. People always ask me, oh, where's your favorite place? And it sounds really cheesy, but anywhere people are there to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it could be in a barn. I don't care. You know, That says a lot about you, though, where you can play a bar. Let's just say it's a cowboy bar in Rollins, Wyoming, or uh, Rock Springs. That's the place I was thinking uh, yeah. about, Rock Springs. And then you can turn around and play in Vegas, that your appeal reaches out to just about everybody yeah i have a pretty diverse fan base and like it's really fun for me to see like different different groups of people in the same audience laughing at the same thing yeah pretty cool and you bring people together through your art which is a spectacular thing i want to mention a couple of things i don't think a lot of people know first of all you are a world-class painter (laughs) 
I don't know about world class there, brother, but I definitely paint. I'm not talking houses either. Oh, did you, <laughs> have you seen that, by the way? Did you see The Irishman? Oh, yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, yeah, long. <laughs> Very long. It took me three days to finish. Oh, uh, sure. It was good. I thought it was good. That was magnificent. It was pretty interesting. But you don't paint houses like no, not that kind like of Frank painting. Sheeran. Not that kind of painting. But uh, you do these these abstract paintings where you, it's almost like uh, Jackson Pollock. Yeah, the palsy Pollock. Uh, yeah, I've heard you say that before. I know, but it's true. <laughs> it definitely is, right? Uh, no, I just love it, man. It's, uh, it's just a great way to express myself in a different way than humor. It's funny, like, I, I do a lot of drawing, too, and people are like, well, your art isn't very happy looking. I'm like, oh, I do enough of that on stage. Right. Know? have to express myself in other ways. Not only that, I don't understand why in the world of art everything should be happy. I yeah. like it when movies, The Irishman, don't have happy endings. As long as life is relatively happy or yeah. at least stable, I, I don't mind if art is disturbing or it doesn't have kind of this hallmark. I'm always sort of, drawn to the more disturbing side of the art. Why or, do you think that is? I'm a twisted individual. <laughs> <laughs> With a sick mind. <laughs> it comes out of my comedy. Even my comedy is pretty dark. <laughs> it, it can be pretty dark. But, but that's, uh, I think people really uh, are drawn to that. Yeah, you have a way reason. of reeling people in, even with the darkness. Right. It's, and again, it's funny overall, but it definitely has a, a dark twist to it. Do you see yourself as the kind of uh, comedian who fights despair? No, I've always been a pretty happy dude. Uh-huh. Uh I don't know. Life's too short to be sad, and I guess again, if there's if you have healthy outlets to let that despair out, exactly, that's a good way to do it. Or you know, I like you know I do those wood carvings too, which is like me and power tools. What a combo! And you do those out in the mountains, right? Yep. Yeah. You have a compound out there. Yeah. You and Ted Nugent. Far away from the hospital. This <laughs> <laughs> is a long ride while I'm bleeding out. Is that uh, an element of uh, adventure or risk that you get excited about that you're operating a chainsaw? Is a chainsaw, right? Yeah, I have chainsaws uh, and all kinds of and, and you're how far from the nearest hospital? Uh, probably 40 minutes. That's insane. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's all for the craft. <laughs> you know, but we see this side of you, and we talk a little bit about your art. But you're also this really loving, nurturing father. Yeah, I got two yeah. kids. I mean, occasionally I like to clunk their heads together. But <laughs> I'm sure that's true. <laughs> but that's any father. <laughs> no, I love being a dad more than anything. Really, these two little turds—they—they <laughs> uh, they crack me up, and they—you know—it's funny to like see. Myself and them, uh, they're both very funny little people. And my daughter has the has the gift. She's uh, got the timing pretty good. It's it wor it's worrisome. It's funny. My son yeah. is nonverbal, right? But he still has the eye roll. He still has that kind of <laughs> ironic, sarcastic detachment <laughs> right. that he gets from his father. Right. And it, nothing makes me prouder. Yeah, just, nothing. Your heart beams every time <laughs> just, he rolls his eyes. It really he does. I want to cry. <laughs> yeah, I think with other parents, their their teenage uh, offspring gives them some attitude and they're angry. I'm like, oh, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. It's me. <laughs> no, yeah, every time I'm like, uh-oh, this is just the beginning. So what do you feed? You have a snake. Yeah. And how big is the snake? I forgot. He's about 
five and a half feet. That's a pretty big snake. Yeah. Is that regulation in the city of Denver, by the way? Yeah, that's uh, okay for, for the species. Yeah. Is, does somebody come out and measure yeah, the snake? Doctor Kevin Fitzgerald comes. <laughs> Kevin out. Fitzgerald. Yeah, he comes out and uh, makes sure it's the right length. Is there something special that you do for the snake for the holidays? Uh, yeah, we put a little bow on the mouse. <laughs> That poor snake. <laughs> that poor snake. He's, uh, he's actually had quite a life. He's mm-hmm. had a. Uh, he was another comic snake back in the day. Oh, is that right? Uh, do you know Steve Gastineau? No. He's Safari Steve. Oh, sure. I vaguely remember him. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah, like McKelvey's had, Comedy Club and all yeah, of that, yeah, right? Safari yeah. Steve. And he, had, he used to do kids' parties with the snake. Uh-huh. And he, he had a king snake that its natural prey was the corn snake, and then they tried to eat each other during a kid's birthday party. <laughs> That's horrifying. And then he was like, I got to get rid of this snake, so he gave it to me, and I had it for, like, I got it probably in 2004, and then um, it got away for like a year. It was just gone in the house. I thought it was gone forever. I kept uh-huh. telling my girlfriend, don't worry, it like... Ran away. It's not going to. And then one night I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and it was in the bathtub drinking water from the drip in the faucet. And, uh, well, what does it eat for a year? Uh, well, he, we were, he. What I mean, I was we calling were surprisingly mouse free that year. So <laughs> I, was, I just assumed he was regulating the mouse intake. Your life is a beautiful one, indeed. <laughs> a, hey, do you have jungle. any uh, movie or TV projects that you're working on you'd like to tell I us mean, about? I'm always working on, uh, like, I have my own YouTube channel that mm-hmm. I've been putting a ton of stuff out. If you just go on YouTube and type in Josh Bluetube, uh, oh, that's good. Tons of tons of video out there. And then I just did a dry bar. You know what that is? I dry have no bar, idea. Dry bar comedy. It's a... Um, this comedy series out of Utah, so it's all clean, dry. So it's dry, very clean, dry uh-huh. comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, which usually isn't my forte, but uh, I nailed it, and it's it's up now. So if you just type in Dry Bar and my name, it's, uh, it's only been up for a week and has over five hundred thousand views. What did your family do for the holidays? What do you guys do? Uh, you know, uh, pretty chill. I just keep it easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I run around so much as it is. We just spend as much time together as I can stand and uh, <laughs> 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 little decorations. But yeah, just, I, I like to go up to my land too and spend time in the nature. I know you've invited me up there, but I've always been afraid to go because I've heard about the chainsaws. The chainsaws and the axe throwing. and the- You throw an axe? Uh, you never knew that about me. I'm wicked with an axe. No, I'm really good. I have a, I have a ten by eight throwing axe wall, and I must have like thirty axes. And uh, I'm surgical, man. <laughs> is, is that right? I mean, that could come in after the apocalypse, after yeah. whatever's going to happen in this country. You could become like you could lead your own faction in the uh, post-apocalyptic civilization that's with those axe throwing. That's, that's what I've been that's, playing. Did I mention that we're friends? Yeah, man. I do need a food source. <laughs> <laughs> you look pretty tender. I could. Uh, uh, thank you, know. you, buddy. You're welcome, bro. <laughs> um, you know, I've seen you perform a couple of times this year. One time with the Lumineers. Yeah. And uh, you do a lot of work with them. Yeah, that's been really an awesome, uh, awesome ride there. Well, it's kind of a weird combo. I think we talk about like 
a comic opening for a band can be notoriously hard. Right. But, uh, you know, Wesley's nice enough to come out and introduce me, which really helps. As, the, as in, hey, be easy on this guy right. because this is my show. Right. I want fun. him here. Like, this is not just some <laughs> joker we found. Like, this is, we actually, this is what we planned. And, and it gives me the, the audience attention. It's great. Josh, what are your goals for 2020? You know, I just uh, keep touring. I love, I love touring. I love doing all the shows. Uh, you know, I'd love to just uh, get my own sort of show going. You know, I always felt like a variety show. It's just like Josh Blue does whatever, put me in whatever situation, and make it funny. I could see you uh, in a Netflix series. Yeah, or def- a Showtime series. Yeah, definitely something like that. Not the Englishman or the. Irishman. It's the, the Irishman. The, pil- the palsyman. <laughs> the palsyman. <laughs> well, you could go around. You could go around whacking by, uh, guys with uh, your axe throwing skills. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you twenty paces. Listen, you guys. Before I let Josh Blue go, I want to remind you that he's at the Comedy Works downtown in Larimer Square, December twentieth and twenty first. Special holiday shows. You have a lot of new material right now, I too, do, right? Yeah, I've just been rolling it over, man. It's great. I can't take how great this guy is and uh, how delighted I am that you know, we've become friends in the last couple of years. It's been really fun, man. It's yeah. really cool getting to know you and every time I hear you on the radio, it makes me smile. Oh, that's nice. Even when you're selling mattresses. <laughs> I can move mattresses, <laughs> uh, my friend. <laughs> Josh Blue, we'll see you at the Comedy Works. Sounds good, brother. You've been listening to the Brett Saunders Podcast. Catch past episodes with Keith Richards. Hey, oh, Mick and I are fine. We, you know, we get along. We take it. We, we've had our ups and downs and knocks and blah blah, but uh, that's nothing new to us. Brandy Carlisle. I was uh, worryingly obsessed with Elton John as a teenager. It started when I was eleven, and my parents were really, really worried about it because you know when an eleven-year-old goes in, they go in deep. Robert Plant. Everything changes. Thank God for that. You know. There's a life in the old dog, but it's a different life. And um, lonely, lonely, lonely. I mean, uh, I've got the lonely, lonely button, but I keep it hid. <laughs> and many more. On demand at KBCO.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get yours.